When it comes to creativity, you are your own worst enemy. I know this because I've been my own worst enemy before. But here's the cool thing. It's one of the simplest and most effective ways to get unstuck and start making the best work of your life is to let go of the negative labels that you've attached to yourself over the years. Labels like, I am not an artist, or this is hard, or I'm so practical that I don't know how to stop with these negative labels. Our brains are incredibly tuned into labels. If you think about yourself in a certain way, your mind does its best to make sure that you become that thing, that body, that soul, that, that actually becomes a well-worn groove in your psychology. And by thinking about yourself in terms of these labels, you reinforce them. Let's take weird, this word, right? So this word is often affixed to openly creative people or creative ideas, right? In our society, weird has a lot of negative connotations. But what is it even in contrast to? Is it in contrast to normal? My God, what could be more boring than normal? Who wants to be an extra in somebody else's movie? Who wants to be at the end of your life, your damn life? Are you going to say, I wish I was more normal? No. Science says no. People's experiences on their deathbed. But here's the other thing about normal. I actually fell for that trap myself. I was a weird kid. I had my own like magic show in second grade. I was a break dancer in junior high and you know, I performed stand-up comedy for my elementary and junior high classes. Those are not normal for my town. Those are not normal in the environment that I grew up. But as soon as I was old enough to understand that my interests were weird, sadly, I ran as far as I could in the other direction. I aimed to become normal. And looking back, this is one of my few big regrets in life. You know, I chased things that made me fit in and made me uh, liked or popular. You know, again, I'm not discounting the fact that this happened or that it was a process of my awareness, but this truly is one of my few big regrets in life that I had to figure this out. I wish I could have, you know, just inject this into young people's brains that these labels that we make up or that come out of nowhere from unexpected, completely unexpected directions, they have an impact on us. And what if we could navigate a world where we eschewed a lot of these labels or eschewed the ones that didn't fit. You know, this is a difficult thing to defend against. Uh, it reminds me of a story. I, I awoke one day really early for a run. Um, I was two steps out of bed and it hit me like a train. I collapsed on the floor and I was completely unable to see straight or to move without throwing up. What I know now was that I had a thing called viral labyrinthitis which is a virus that attacks your inner ear. But what I didn't know in that moment, I thought, I literally thought I was dying. And my then girlfriend, now wife Kate, was on the phone with 911. They were saying that I was having an aneurysm and they thought that I might die. So it was very, very traumatic. And it turns out that this viral labyrinthitis thing is not a completely uncommon condition. I just had a very, very severe case of it. But I remember when I did get, you know, I, we were rushed to the hospital, you know, like, I mean, it was very, very traumatic. I ended up getting actually PTSD for this experience. I'll talk about that in a different show. But I remember in the wake of appointments and tests and all of the things that I had to do to try and 
dissect what happened and what went wrong, what my potential path to recovery might be. I remember a particular doctor told me that my dizziness might never go away. And I'm not talking about mild dizzy here. I'm talking about like a 15 beer buzz. And when you hear as someone who moves freely through the world and like getting on in the world that you may never be able to walk straight again or drive or like this was very traumatic. The doctor said I could potentially be sick like this for the rest of my life. That was, sadly for me in this moment, a label that I received in that moment and I actually accepted it for a second that could potentially be sick for the rest of my life. I'm telling you, that totally got into my head. Understandably, right? I'm wondering what are labels that you are adopting right now that might have gotten in your head. Now, I recovered over the course of several months, to be fair, it was a huge uphill path. And I was like scarred emotionally, mentally, psychologically. I was scarred for years because, you know, long after the virus was out of my body, I would continually experience little bouts of dizziness just by moving my head a certain way or whatever. And that kicked off this series of what I would call an experience of PTSD. And I was diagnosed officially with that. And, you know, anytime I'd shake my head or move quickly and lose my balance, even for a second, my body went into this fight or flight moment, this panic attack, and as if the virus had returned because not only was it traumatic in the moment, but then the months afterwards were very traumatic, trying to recover my balance and get over what this doctor said might be my lifelong condition. So through therapy, I came to understand that it was my, I'll call it temporary, it was my temporary acceptance of this doctor's label not the actual infection, the doctor's label that I had started to internalize, even for a little bit, that's what had actually done the most damage. Overcoming the label of sick person, in air quotes, right? Overcoming that label and getting back to being me ended up being one of the biggest journeys of my whole life. It, it was an insane amount of work. It was, you know, all kinds of medical stuff, all kinds of therapy, uh, meditation, mind. it just, it, it took, I would say, ultimately years for me to get back to what I felt like was myself. And this, I recount this story because I want you to know the power of labels to steer us off course. And I want to ask you in this episode here, this micro show, to think about some of your own labels, the ideas that you've got in your brain, in your head, your heart, maybe even your soul, that you have about yourself, or maybe that others have put on you that you have adopted, even temporarily, or even if you've just let them seep in a little, as we all have, as is natural. Imagine that just a few unexamined words could possibly be what's standing in the way of you becoming the person that you want to be. You tell yourself that you're creative or that you're not, that you're healthy or that you're not that you're happy or that you're not. And the science and the math says that this certainly informs your reality. What I've learned and what I would love for you to take away today, that accepting the wrong labels can be debilitating. As a remedy for this, I would encourage you to be aggressive about understanding the labels that you do give to yourself and rooting out the negative ones, rooting out mostly the labels of limiting belief of what is possible for this one precious life that you have. 
you are creative. Say it out loud. Write it down a hundred times. You can create the living and the life that you want for yourself. Whatever it takes for you to program this brain of yours, the thing between your ears that's not there to keep you happy, is there to keep you alive. What can you do to program that brain in such a way that you remember that you are creative, that you own the labels that you want and not the ones that you don't, the ones that you give to yourself, not the ones that others have given you that may have slipped into your psychology. Know that this is simple but not easy. But I would invite you, starting now, or if you've started this practice before, to rejoin this practice and do whatever it takes to force your brain to accept this new programming. Labels matter, and I would love for you to choose your labels and choose them wisely. Until next time, I bid you adieu. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show and or Chase Jarvis, Creative Live, any of that stuff on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. I want to take a second to say thank you. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. <laughs> <laughs>